1: Hey Geekscapist, Jonathan here and welcome to a brand new Geekscape. This is episode 629. Now, maybe you just started subscribing to Geekscape, which means I love you. Thank you for subscribing to Geekscape. Uh, you may find that your feed is has about a thousand episodes in it. Well, that includes specials and uh, panels from various cons, etc. So... Um, yeah, you're going to have a pretty fat feed. That being said, listen to the episodes you want to listen to. Maybe it's a movie special with Ian Kerner. Maybe we go and do a deep dive on a Marvel uh, Disney Plus show. Maybe it's a panel discussion that we had at LA Comic Con or at one of the other cons. Maybe it's an episode like the one you're going to get right now where we talk movies, video games, comics. Maybe it's an interview episode. But no, we're going to have Katie and our good friend Garrett Briones on this episode to talk about that brand new Thor Love and Thunders uh, teaser trailer that came out. And I don't really know why it is so controversial. Uh, Just kidding. I do. It's the internet. People are going to bitch about stuff. So we'll talk a little bit about that bitching. Uh, We're also going to talk about the brand new video game that seems headed to the screen from Sega. You know, I love that Sonic too. Uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit about the upcoming Nicolas Cage movie that hits theaters this weekend that I saw a little bit ago. Uh, what else can we talk about? Hmm, well, let me see. We got movies, video games, comics. I think we're going to cover all that stuff. TV, all right. Uh, okay, the deck is loaded. I think we're ready to do a little bit of Geekscape. Are you there? Have you told your friends to check us out on YouTube, Twitch? Facebook or shared this podcast feed with a friend. Maybe you texted to him and said, hey, you got to listen to this Geekscape episode. It's a lot of fun. It's informative. It's opinionated. And I think you'll like it. Take your time right now to do that. And I will really appreciate it. Let's start it up. Right, GeekScape. Let's get GeekScape started. If I feel a little off, if it maybe sound uh, fatigued or scattered in any way, well, I got to tell you, the wedding planning is in full gear. I've kind of let Heidi handle a lot of it up to this point, but now it's just too much. Like Jonathan, you can't just sit back and like point at stuff. That's not wedding planning. That's not really part of what it is to be in a relationship. Uh, but yeah, Heidi and I set a date a little while ago and that date is coming faster than I realized when this past weekend we started talking about venues for a, uh, rehearsal dinner and that's when it started hitting me. And I was like, wait, wait, Uh, how many people we got coming to the wedding? Wait, wait, we got to get we, we got to feed these people. Wait, 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 wait. We got to have them like sit in chairs and stuff and maybe have them like enjoy music. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. This is real. Uh, <laughs> countdown to the wedding is happening. Uh, but I do appreciate your feedback. I'd love to hear what you all think about uh, Jonathan getting married 2.0. Heidi getting married 1.0 not bad. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a party. Matt Kelly says off of the YouTube feed over there at youtube.com slash geekscape TV. Uh, it going to be a party and spoilers. Matt Kelly's going to be at that party. Our wedding date is actually the same as his birthday. So it'll be a dual celebration. Um, I will for sure be celebrating Matt's birthday at my wedding. Why not? He's one of my closest friends. He runs the geekscape podcast network. Love him very, very much. Uh, Chris Fafalios of the band Punchline and the excellent Geekscape uh podcast One Hit Thunder is here and he says, You know what? Have the rehearsal dinner at Cheesecake Factory. Um, well, you know what, Chris? Uh, looking at the bottom line, it's starting to not sound like a bad idea. I do enjoy, well, I enjoy Cheesecake at least. Uh, but yeah, um, maybe we'll see what happens. Uh, We'll see uh, if Matt's down with Cheesecake Factory. Maybe we'll just do Cheesecake Factory. But last time we uh, had Matt pick a restaurant, he went to he he dragged us to the Spaghetti Factory during Comic Con, and that was uh, <laughs> there he is in the chat. And you got to be watching this stuff, Geekscape. If you're just listening on the podcast, I really do appreciate it. You're the majority of Geekscape listeners. Uh, they're on the podcast feed but you're really really missing out on some of the chat we have here during the show basically matt and chris going back and forth like they do in one hit thunder uh matt says i suggest a different factory one with spaghetti yes that's the spaghetti factory know he loves it um we'll see we'll see maybe we'll pick something a little bit fancier so matt bring your good clothes to the wedding because I think we're going to go a little bit fancier than Spaghetti Factory. I hope you all uh, had a pretty good holiday weekend. Uh, but yeah, ours was busy. Some wedding, wedding, wedding. Speaking of Chris Fallios, I know he hosts the One Hit Thunder podcast you can find right here on the network. Got to tell you, though, it's not the only podcast that kids have been responsible for. You know Punchline. They did our theme song. They're one of my favorite bands, favorite people in the entire world there is a podcast that you can find on your podcatcher called the story of punchline. There's one episode out in a reaction show. And I finally listened to the first episode, which tells the story of the band from its inception it as three high school kids getting together and playing rock music kind of poorly in a, uh, garage, uh, and uh it's really charming uh they're one of my favorite bands but hearing how they got together in 1997 meeting each other in high school because they all wore punk shirts uh that was awesome i uh, loved 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 listening to it uh and chris probably says i hate to say it punchline didn't do your theme song because i didn't play on it that was bellen and steve you know what chris i'm gonna go ahead and keep that narrative that punchline did my theme song because um It's fine. Uh, If you want, like throw up some bass lines and I'll integrate them into the theme song. And uh, we'll see. Okay. Uh, Jim Pogranelli, y'all are just giving me tons of suggestions. He says, rehearsal dinner, axe throwing. Yeah, I can see that. What's a rehearsal dinner? And what's a wedding? If there isn't a sense of danger or potential maiming, I'm down. Let's figure it out. Something's going to get lit on fire. Why not do it at the rehearsal dinner? Why don't we rehearse the stunts for the wedding? At the rehearsal dinner, maybe we can have Matt Kelly on a motorbike jump through a fiery hoop or something like that. Um, Chris Fafalios, I got to get the show going. I got to get Katie on here. I got to get Chris on here. But you got a great idea. He says, we got to make you a a new theme song. You know, I brought that up late last year and people were not having it. Steve, your bandmate, the person who wrote this first song, said, we got to get Geekscape an updated theme song. Let's go ahead and open it up. If you all want a new Geekscape theme song, email me at Jonathan at Geekscape.net I personally think that if anything, we keep the theme song. We simply update the theme song with the inclusion of Crucifalius' bass licks. Sick bass licks. All right, it's podcast time. Let's get to the subjects. You all want to hear movies, video games, comic books, pop culture talk. And of course, you want to hear it not from me. I'm just here for stupid jokes. You want to hear from Katie, who's, she's right. She's right a lot. And she told me to watch this show, Severance. And it is fantastic. Yay. So here's Katie. And uh, I love her. But <laughs> here's here's Garrett. Hey. Uh, yeah. hey Garrett. <laughs> he was not prepared uh, for that at all. That's <laughs> all right. That's all right. Garrett uh, and Katie, we're going to be talking all the subjects that you heard me talk about. But I think we start off right off the bat with uh, Katie's been talking about this Non-stop. basically to herself a couple episodes about how great severance is on um, Apple uh, TV, Apple Plus, whatever they call it. Apple and I got to tell you, I finally got the bandwidth to watch it because I finished up Uh, I got all caught up in Handmaid's Tale, and it took me forever to do that. Oh, gosh. I I got through
0: the first couple of episodes, and I just felt sad for society being the same thing. So I couldn't get through that (laughs) one.
1: (laughs) It was really hard to watch during the Trump presidency. Yes. um, Because it was like a documentary. Yes. So I was very slow during the pandemic and watching that with with heidi and then uh we got out of the pandemic we were watching tons of shows she gets frustrated with me because i'm usually pretty busy and try not to interrupt that with tv viewing like i can't just binge stuff too much but i like that on the apple plus and on the disney plus and the plus and tvs and all that stuff that like i like it when they bring stuff out weekly so it helps me gauge a little bit more and i can uh not just Catch sit there up. and binge and and I, Severance is fantastic. Just like you said. It's but I'm, fantastic. I'm
0: jealous of you, though, because you can binge it if you should <laughs> want, which is hard not, not to. Want. You don't?
1: No, it is not. You're unemployed. Listen, Katie lost her job. She can binge. <laughs> wow. <stuff>. All right. <laughs> now the I
2: don't like the binging.
1: <laughs> I'm not binging, man. I can't binge. If I binge, I start getting crazy. Like, I'm like, there's got to be something else I can <laughs> be doing. And I'm sorry to put you on blast, Katie. But. That. When Katie and I were starting the show today, I go, Katie, are you there? Like, hey, 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 she was watching this show where people are making chocolate. It's cakes called the and School Stuff, of and I-
0: Chocolate and it's about making chocolate yeah. art. It's insane. It's really cool. It's the guy from Instagram that everybody sees making these giant angels and things with like individual feathers on the wings. It's a cool show. I haven't, a- I'm on the second episode. I'm not binging that. It's just a nice show to have on the background. Like my brain goes to sleep. Why
1: don't you watch that show where the Japanese kids have to do chores? I did see (laughs) that.
0: That was marketed to me and I don't want to. (laughs) That makes me a little bit sad. Why don't
1: you watch that? (laughs)
0: <laughs> that seems jam. cute no that seems up to your, your alley <laughs> not mine katie, you
1: gotta understand i'm just way too busy to be binging stuff i spend a lot of time you have time to watch uh, children
0: have anxiety attacks yeah. <laughs> at a young no, age
1: I, I haven't watched it yet <laughs> heidi started watching it and she said it was just like too weird so she turned it off but <laughs> but most of my time is spent sending katie reels of monkeys dressed like gardeners I was, I was and like <laughs> like putting plastic fruit in baskets mm-hmm. and that sounds I, right. I do like to send some silly ones to matt kelly as well garrett sometimes gets funny yes. videos from me of people uh as I, as I would call it what, what were some good ones
2: uh there was a guy who was running on a treadmill but he was on top of a squat rack so he was holding a tread like or not a treadmill sorry uh like an elliptical and he was holding it up while doing that and then he was also there's another one where he was doing bench flies with an actual literal bench
1: and it was the most ridiculous thing yeah. i've ever seen And I got to tell you, the way that the guy's hanging with this bar under his Mm -hmm. arms, he's going to asphyxiate. That major vein that runs up your arm. Like, he's going to do serious damage to his arms. It
0: it didn't look fun and it didn't look productive by any means.
1: No. He's doing it wrong. (laughs) And like, we're saying that on Geekscape. We're telling you that, like, that guy is working out wrong. Like, (laughs) that's insane.
0: Well, hey, Uh, I mean, if you haven't heard about it on the Geekscape Games podcast, a lot of us are doing the hero uh, trainer app at the moment and we're getting all of our steps in and trying to get a guild going guys
1: you know what i downloaded the app did you i tried it for a day i deleted the app (laughs) (laughs) to advance for it i think i gave (laughs) gave 20 miles a day this is too little i downloaded the thing and it was like cap at 3,000 steps and i was like you have to build your character i'm
0: I'm capped at five build the character
1: up (laughs) yeah I dropped 14 miles on that motherfucker the first day. It had a nosebleed and the thing shorted out. And I, my hero, my hero ended up like I, I went to check on it and there was a grave marker and it said <laughs> your hero's dead. You killed your hero. You efficiently just you just killed him. No. It was like it was like in Ghosts and Goblins when like your hero dies and he just turns into like bones and jumps into like a pack of bones. It was really sad. So um, how about this? Maybe you
0: overshot it. the assignment because yeah. you have to build up the character it's about an first. Arc. Yeah, it's it's an you're, arc of a character. A an art, I'm sure story. the narrative
1: is pretty I'm sure the narrative is pretty pretty great in that game. A hero's it's a journey. Hero.
0: It's a hero's journey training <laughs> walking. No, we're
1: good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> um, that being said, if we're talking about the Severance show, it's fantastic science yeah. fiction. No, it's It's incredible science fiction.
0: But here's the thing that I love about it is that it's very grounded science fiction. Like it's a very not possible thing, but it's not out of the realm of like, huh, what if (laughs) like you put yourself in their shoes quite a bit of, uh, of the time. Garrett, have you been able to watch this at all?
2: I have not I saw like 50 ads for it while I was watching uh, Superman and Lois the uh, oh. last couple of weeks um, okay. but I very much I very much want to see it uh, I'm very I, I like the creative team behind it. I've heard that it's some of uh, it's been Stiller that directed it or that did mm-hmm. it correct yeah I yeah, the first two and, episodes that I' seen. Produced, yeah. yeah I heard a lot of people saying it was some of his best work so I'm yes. I'm really wanting to check it out
0: yeah no it's it... it is
1: such an awesome mystery.
0: did you watch the whole thing I know you're you're saying that you are doing like one at a time. Or how many episodes in are you in? You're three,
1: okay. I've seen three episodes. Okay, discipline is part of what. Oh, you, listen, really, Geekscape guy? Have to have discipline, I think Matt,
0: come on, you're like, really call, calling the kettle please, black. Okay, all right. Please,
1: you have to have listen, listen. I know that you. I know that time is amorphous at this juncture in your life, Katie. <laughs> But, but listen, oh, yeah, because I have nothing to do with my You have day. to pull yourself up from the bootstraps. You have to turn off the chocolatier or whatever the heck you're watching.
0: And I'm like
1: and two listen, minutes
0: into the school of chocolate.
1: Listen, Katie, please, we're not going to get through this unless you just show a little bit of, you know, gumption. Just really, like, oh, let's, yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, no. One episode at a time. And then old man Jonathan goes to sleep. That's really the truth. The truth is like, yeah. binge it. No way. My ADD kicks in and I start climbing the walls. Just <laughs> not going to happen. That being said, Jim Hoganelli wants to know, Garrett. He has a, he, he, he this is, this question is for you. He says, oh. hey, how's that Superman and Lois? Oh. I kind of gave up on the Berlanti verse a while back.
2: Uh, Superman is, Superman's my guy. Uh, so I think the show is, it's great. It is, it is, if you gave up on that, you know, I, I don't fault you if you kind of stepped away from those shows. They are, a se- you know, they have that network 22 episodes, a season kind of thing. So it really stretches uh, out story. But um, this show has been it's a lot tighter. It's uh, like 15 episodes has the, the cinematography and everything. It like it doesn't look like anything else on the CW. Uh, it looks like it has a little bit more of a budget. A lot of times Ooh. it looks on the level of many features and It is a great like Superman being Superman story, as well as great Lois Lane story, them being parents, uh, which I think is the most, you know, that's been around in the Superman mythos now for almost a decade of him being a father. And I think it's the the best thing that's happened to the character in years. Um, And I'm happy the show is already exploring that. And it has that Reeves feel. There's a little bit of homage to man of steel superman the animated series it feels like a, a melting pot of so many different eras you know a lot of john Byrne superman feeling in there, some dan Jurgens superman and it is just such a breath of fresh air and if we're not going to get superman on the big screen it it's so uh rewarding to get to have him and lois week to week in this elongated arc and i just i adore that show
1: so much dude you've sold me on it yeah <laughs> i've been Same. so scared to get it you know getting like tipping like Putting your toe in the DC pool, like you don't really know what you're gonna get. That's but
0: always been my like kind of resistance in terms of DC properties, especially the television shows, because sometimes they can start pretty great and go pretty south. But this is changing my opinion of how I approach this.
2: <laughs> and they they designed it in a way where it is connected to that greater universe, but you could literally the first four minutes of the pilot episode are you learn this entire Superman and Lois's history and you're in it and you, there are some like they, this show feels the most disconnected from any of those other ones. You can jump right on board ah. with it. So it's, it's really well, uh, a treat.
1: cool in the uh, need to get Katie up and Adam. Is there a role for her? Could she play Mr. Mitzlaplex and maybe a gender Ag- swap?
2: Yes. Uh, perfect. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. I right. would say that that is, right. uh, is a perfect choice right there. Okay. Just don't yeah, say the name. They, you know,
1: Do not. Well, that's the only way to get rid of him. Yeah.
2: So don't. She can't ever say it
0: backwards.
1: So so Katie. Yeah. Yeah. Katie. You know who Mr. Mixerplex is?
0: I honestly do not.
1: (laughs) Okay. He's a little like leprechaun like imp wearing gold and purple Um, who is from a different dimension comes in and he just likes to prank Superman and cause mischief. Okay. And the only way to get him to go back to his dimension is to trick Mr. Mixoplex or Mrs. Mi- uh Hampton, in your case, by, <laughs> into saying their name backwards. It's the only way. And let's 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 start the letter writing campaign to get Katie. I'm in. Uh, yeah, yeah. for, for like it.
0: the leprechaun pimp. It sounds like it, like got a lot of like really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Call, like that's what I'm imagining in my head right now. That works just, yeah. like Feather Boa of some kind. You changed <laughs> the that? name
1: to Mr. Pimple Pimp, I guess. <laughs> Pimple <laughs> Pimp. Dr. Pimple, Pimple Pimp. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Katie, thank you for getting us on to Severance. Um it, I'm glad you liked it. It's, it's great sci-fi Geeks If you don't know what it's about, it's about a it. Uh, a, a company where you literally split your personalities between homework uh life at home and life at work and you in neither personality knows what is happening in the other one and lines start to blur it starts off very quickly but you catch up and you know exactly what's happening it's very clean uh they do a great job of explaining everything and uh and again it's fantastic sci-fi but to tell you more would ruin the mystery but John Totoro is an MVP Patricia Arquette's fantastic and of course Christopher Walken's in it it's fantastic I
0: didn't know that Christopher Walken was gonna walk in and you know I -hmm. meant that I did mean that I did Uh, (laughs) when he
1: showed up I said I forgot he was in this I'm so happy no
0: it was one of those things that I was like what Christopher Walken's in this and he fits seamlessly in like it doesn't like every time I see him I can't remember his like actual name as the actor I'm just like Bert yay
1: (laughs) I get really excited. Uh, it's a great show. Um, and, uh, I would say don't binge it. Watch it one at a time. Yeah, Think about right. it. <laughs> Hang out. Then oh, read Katie the book.
0: Please. Even if you don't have mm-hmm. Apple TV+, Plus, there is a book, Garrett. if you have an iPhone, on okay. the Apple Books app, just look for Severance. Okay. And it's a great companion piece. And it has nothing to do with the main story. But it kind of still introduces you into the world. And like, like what's that. interesting? If you have watched awesome. the show, there's a really cool thing that connects at the very end that okay. like...
1: Katie. connects to the show i definitely do that garrett garrett just got a new job he doesn't have time for this oh, yeah. <laughs> you need to watch the show or read i love that <laughs> suddenly
0: i'm the like lackadaisical Katie. lazy Katie person
1: <laughs> garrett's not garrett garrett's not kicking his feet up watching people uh. pour chocolate all over themselves and like <laughs> guess guessing whether or not it's cake okay <laughs> she, garrett doesn't have time for this Garrett doesn't have time. That, that's, that's fluff. All right. Garrett is a yeah, working kid. He's joined the workforce. Don't you worry, Katie. Yeah. Katie yeah, we're, I don't. We're, no. we're get now you that back I got laid off,
0: yeah.
1: Katie, when you get back on your feet and you play Mrs. Pimple, can Pimp, we, you're going to be fantastic. Can we
0: just like set a precedent here? Just because I got laid off doesn't mean I'm off my feet. Oh! Okay. Rethink the whole picture.
1: No, no. I think in this case you're you're off your feet. You were watching mm. this chocolate show, and I said, "Katie, are you going to join us on the show?" And you were. You I, I saw up? you in the video feed. <laughs> you your feet were up, <laughs> and it seemed like you were pouring how, chocolate into your mouth. How
0: dare I? How dare I get comfortable yeah. when there is work mm. to be done somewhere?
1: Somewhere, Name. go take somebody Name. else's job.
0: <laughs> I already have a job. <laughs> I write for a fandom.
1: So. The memes company yeah <laughs> it's not a no that that's that's not a job. Uh, okay um, hmm. let's see. Matt Kelly says, Katie has the most insane work schedule I've been in a while. <laughs> I've seen in a while. Let this woman have a week to veg Matt Kelly was Matt so Kelly. insistent on writing that he didn't even pause to put periods in it. <laughs> um, he, he messaged said, me this week. He was very yeah. Smart. He's like, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. he wrote that so fast. Um, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, and then Emily, I think I know who that is. says <laughs> burn. I don't even know out of the stupid things that I've been saying. I don't even know what that's about, but <laughs> Emily, thank you for watching. You're amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can we get into while we're, listen, let's just harp on Katie a little bit longer and then she's, she's done. Um, Katie, I don't understand uh, something. Uh, I don't understand many things, but here's the title of this segment. Moon Knight. Why is Katie confused?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's a, this is a trip of a show and like not having any knowledge of the comics or anything about the character. This show does not hold my hand any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I don't know who the main character of him is. I think I know from you guys and your explanation, I, things are going bonkers. And there are so many fetch missions yes, that I'm like, what? is what is this for? And I am also not very well versed in Egyptian gods. And there's a lot of Egyptian God references and a lot of new characters coming in that I just feel like I'm one I'm here for the ride, but I'm getting slammed by just content and backstory and things that I just have no knowledge of. <laughs> That's why. Garrett,
1: I'm what, what do you want to say to Katie? How do we even begin to clear this up? We, we just um, had uh Christian Blatt on the show last week, he couldn't do it. You he <laughs> helping her? You know,
2: out. it's like it's. Uh, so I don't even know. Like, We're we'll trying
1: to limit the, con- the condescension on this one. I guess wow. I just need
2: to know. Yeah. So, as far as the character, okay. So it's ob- so okay. So the first two episodes, we spend mostly with Stephen Grant a- yeah. as our as our vessel to get into the story. But yes, he is, but Mark he's Spectre. not our main. Yeah. He is, but he isn't. They're yes, both no, the main that. character, but they're both <laughs> also the other person's supporting but that's, it's but that's like, the
0: thing is that because i haven't trusted who the main character is and what the yes. who this story is really about because the first episode was solely on uh, i don't even remember his
2: steven Stephen grant steven
0: Stephen grant uh i didn't even know i only knew that mark Spector was the the guy like yes. he's our main point of reference because of our talks on this podcast uh, <laughs> the show in my opinion did not give us that that lead in because I talked I to London about
2: is. this or because I think because Mark Spector is, is his, his God-given name. That's what he was born right. as. You know, I, I told London, I think the reason why you start with Stephen Grant is because you don't want it to seem that like Mark Spector is the only valid identity of the character that Stephen Grant, you start with him. So it's not just you start with Mark Spector and then he, be, he gained Stephen Grant. It's you start with Stephen Grant who is ostensibly just a, a you know one of his identities that he gains i'm trying to make sure i'm making this clear um that so that when we are told no mark specter is the real person you have that sort of you know tear in yourself where you're like well no but stephen grand what we he for all intents and purposes he is his, he is a valid person he has yeah, lived you know, some form of a life so and- that's why it's confusing. It's also and probably going to get confusing because I think there's another identity that's coming. No, I think there's a third No, coming. there's
0: definitely a third. I mean, this last episode basically – Because, like, they were both yeah. like, oh, we didn't do it. And yeah. I was like, okay, great. There's going to be I more. I
2: getting I don't Jake. know the
0: limit to all of these different personalities. And I'm very excited for everyone to, like, get the Easter eggs of all these different people. Mm-hmm. The, my problem is, is that, like, I don't know – because because it's told in such a way of lack of clarity of what's going on, just kind of what's happening, it's hard to tell from episode to episode which character I'm supposed to be following.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, he uses an accent. <laughs> Stephen Grant has an accent
0: wow this is just wow condescensionally. It's,
1: it's, there's an accent and then when, when, when <laughs> Stephen Grant the one thing that they did I, I think this is the best version of Moon Knight that they've told because I think I've said it before the show that I've never really found a Moon Knight storyline that I thought was like the definitive Moon Knight and I had worries sure. about the show that being said I think that this is the best version of this character sure. the best telling of this character and they've been painstaking in making it clear
0: That's, I'm glad, Uh, I'm probably just an idiot, that's fine, but I just, I feel like, no, 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 I've read some of
1: the fandom memes, they're fantastic, they're really (laughs) well written, (laughs) all three, all three, (laughs) all three sentences in the fandom stuff is really well researched, and I can tell it's an expert analysis.
0: Also, go fuck yourself.
1: <laughs> no, okay. So, Katie, we start... I'll, I'll tell you why I think we started with Stephen Grant. Stephen Grant is the British alter ego. And yeah. also, he's the Mr. Knight character with the suit and tie. Right. That's That's been really washy in the books. Steve, Mr. Knight's not necessarily Stephen Grant in the books, oh, no. but I love that they... I love No, no. Forget the books. Forget the books. I love that they firmed yeah. it up in the series that the traditional Moon Knight costume is Mark. The Mr. Knight is Steven. I love that they kept that strict. And the reason you don't start with Mark Spector is he's pretty kind of a ruthless mercenary. Sure. And he's a bit of a killer. That's fine. He's not a very likable character.
0: I get I get the intention of like how they produced the show, like how they rolled that out a little bit more slowly. It's just I because we also have the story on top of it of the Egyptian god that's also kind of possessing him. I like I'm conscious possessing them both. Right, no, he's possessing because he's all possessing
1: of them. Mark. Yeah, yeah, Kanshu possesses them both, but Kanshu has been cast out by the Egyptian gods because he muddles a lot with shit, and you see that happen right. in this episode where they lock him up because he starts fucking with time and he starts right. messing with the sky, and Kanchu being locked away. That being said, Kanshu being locked away is the bad guy's plan. The plan is for Kanshu to be locked away so that Mark yeah. doesn't no, have his it. powers, yeah, so Mark told, yeah. doesn't have access to the to the suit um so that when the bad guys so, start okay, erupting so it's the crazy suit
0: is because of Kanchu.
1: and like, that's the, yeah. power okay so Conchu. he has no but, access
0: to the suit without Konshu.
1: no things are going to okay. be screwed as soon as okay. long as Kanchu is locked away mark's gonna have a lot of problems accessing that suit and steven will too because they're going to be going back yeah. and forth in that they can't access the suit they're very vulnerable because the suit is almost op it is so powerful it's bulletproof it makes you an awesome a, fighter it's huge. Uh, there's no suit without Khonshu. And right now, Con- the gods have locked Khonshu away because it started meddling with the sky. Mm. When you see the pantheon of Egyptian gods, you really only need like one or two of them. One of them is the one that, that Ethan Hawke's character is the current avatar for, that's the bad guy god. <laughs> that's the evil one. Yeah, um, sure. The other the other know, ones are kind of like a trial, yeah, tribunal. Gods.
0: Like I thought he was worshiping Conchu, w- w- like with like the scales and everything. I also uh, not, no, that's the- a
1: different god. Yeah, yeah. no, that um, didn't make um, sense um,
0: to me. Yeah, I didn't because also
1: is is a different looking god. It's like not a cro- yeah. Ahmed is a crocodile hippo thing,
0: right? right. Which I yeah I ended up getting, but
1: way different than Konshu and. And Ethan Hawke's character said several times, like, "When Kanchu delivers its judgment, it's too late. It's after the problems happened. Ahmed delivers judgment before the problem. Almost like Minority Report, before the problem has occurred." And we don't sit well with that because it means like killing kids and right. babies who may not have be been guilty. I think that's an
0: old woman. who We don't clearer. know if she already did her sinning or yeah. her sinning's yet to come. I, yeah. I find that interesting. It's just the hard thing about it is that I'm trying to get a grasp on all these different characters, all these different personalities, all these different perspectives. And I'm losing my grip the more we add to this.
1: Just Two like pers- personalities with Kanshu on top of them. Mm-hmm two personalities with Khonshu on top of them fucking around, but Khonshu's got locked out. Yeah, cool. And now She's they just have, they have the human Mark with his personality, multiple personalities and his wife. Uh, they have to figure out how to keep Amit from being resurrected. Yeah. I think that's the storyline and it's going to get worse. What I saw when I saw that pantheon of Egyptian gods is like, I can't wait for them to one day meet the Asgardians. <laughs>
0: did Did anyone else like start singing the Prince of Egypt song, trying to remember all the random gods? Was that just right. me? Because I was like Hotep, <laughs> and then I was like, I'm, I'm just ignoring I'm the gods. I'm I'm
1: ignoring all the gods. I have
0: to at this point. There's too yeah, many characters. To. There's and then they're mostly in Mark.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just well, no. There's only Khonshu and Mark. I well don't get confused. You know that they're possessed by the gods that they're avatars for, when their eyes turn on bling bling. Right? No, that, like, that, yeah,
0: that's clear. It's it's the Stevens. It's the whoever the third personality is going to be. Maybe it's the one that you're expecting. Maybe it's not. I, you know, I'm I'm already like I'm getting a little overwhelmed by character overload.
1: There's only two that's characters. <laughs> There's Mark and Steven sharing a and body the wife, and which was
0: stuff. she came out. She doesn't share like,
1: body. <laughs> Good Lord. She's just like, she's just, she just alive. shows
0: up to like solve the mystery and then get burned and left behind, is what her point is.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. When they showed up to this last episode and they're a bunch of dudes with spears running around mm-hmm. and arrows running around on horses, I was like, okay. No, my
0: favorite was that he came off the horse shirtless and he was just like, oh, Heck hello. Yeah. I was like, yes, as mm-hmm. we do when we're rich.
1: <laughs> yeah. I love that they basically went to this like Egyptian strip club to find this ancient like mm-hmm. piece, piece of clue or whatever the heck it was in this thing. I was like, all right, cool. I'll go wherever you want me to go on this one, Marvel. You've done a good job so far because you were kind of redeeming Moon Knight for me. Good Which? Dang.
2: What the heck are
1: you talking kind of about? about
0: <laughs> Garrett I told so you before. To
1: Garrett, I told you before. There's no definitive Moon Knight storyline I thought Greg great. Smallwood, Geordie Belair's mm-hmm. run. 14 issues. I, I think it's the best. It yeah. Or sorry.
2: there is another run, I would say, but I don't really there want to say another. the uh, the writer's name. Uh, but there is another run that is very, I, it's probably the reason we have this show, but I don't want to bring up the writer, but that it would be the 2014 uh, issues one through six run.
1: Right. But the art was good.
2: Yes. Just the writer's piece of trash, but it was, it was yes. really good.
1: <laughs> I think, Yeah, Uh, can we talk real quick while we're talking about pieces of trash about how the X Men are pieces of trash and how Katie should not watch the X Men, do not read X Men, Katie. (laughs) Oh boy. So, oh, sorry, Matt Kelly just added another show to the podcast. (laughs) Okay, so Geek'scape, let me just give you a quick quick we've barely mentioned on the show before but back in 1999 or 2019 sorry back in 2019 two very different year <laughs> yeah two very, two very different especially with the x-men yes. very different eras uh in 2019 jonathan hickman came out and he cleaned up the x-men they were in the middle of a reboot he took up, he took two issues and the issue stated this the issues were that mara mctaggart who up to this point is not a mutant is now oh she's suddenly a mutant she can actually come back to life after she dies but she remembers everything that happened in her life and she restarts as a baby. So she kind of has a time travel aspect. So like if I died right now at my early 40s, I would go back to 1978 when I was born and I would remember everything that I had up until this point and I would start my life again with all that knowledge. She gets that and so she knows how the mutant nation built by Xavier and the school and Magneto and Apocalypse and all those wars of the X-Men, she knows how it ends every time. So every time, and she's gone through like 10 lives of this, trying to improve... The mutant, or make sure that that Xavier's dream exists or like survives. So that took a year to tell. It was really great storytelling, and it left us at a place where by the end of it, Moira has succeeded, and Xavier and Magneto together have built the mutant safe haven nation of Krakoa, and all the mutants, including bad guys like Mister Sinister and apocalypse they are welcome there and there's a and all the x-men and all the bad mutants are now have a new chance because the bad mutants were only bad because humans hated them so magneto is now a leader of the x-men and he's he's on the he's on this uh he's like uh one of the leaders of krakoa you've got apocalypse is the same quiet now you have this you have this quiet council and it's twelve mutants good and bad who are in charge of making sure that this nation survives against the human threat on earth and it's not bad pretty good they can do all sorts of wonderful things some humans are threatened by them some humans aren't uh and it looks like xavier's dream is going to survive that being said in order to protect the dream the wheels are starting to fall off beast is in charge of x-force which is like a covert ops unit of like domino and wolverine their jobs to do a little bit of the wet works to make sure that some of the stuff that has to happen to protect the nation of uh, minorities like the x-men make sure that stuff kind of stays out of the spotlight and uh, they clean their hands of it so xavier's not blamed with it so xavier knows that bad shit is being done by beast and his team and Beast is definitely doing bad shit, like experimenting on things like people and like humans and like infecting people with stuff that turns them into mutants and crazy shit that Beast is doing. He's absolutely a war criminal. And Xavier's totally like, hey, I'll sign the checks on that stuff. And the thing is, they've also unlocked the ability to bring mutants back from the dead. So like if any mutant dies, they can actually be turned back. Their, their consciousness has been put in Cerebro xavier knows where they are and let's say wolverine dies on a mission he's recently been uploaded before the mission if wolverine dies on the mission they just birth to another they just reboot another wolverine and put the consciousness back is him. it yeah, the it's a, same he, where it goes they can from, all get respawns
0: is it respond as no. fully grown or is it they have to go through all of like fully just drawn. like okay
1: they have like five which is in, crazy in to me to do it in the case of wolverine are they relacing him with adamantium every single time? That's a great question. <laughs> like, he wasn't born with yeah. the adamantium, no. so when he respawns, why does he, he have the adamantium on? He just had the bone on? claws and all that. He just had the bone claws. They're like, hey, uh, welcome back, Logan. Um, mm-hmm. Do you mind getting in the adamantium pool and getting adamantium painfully put back onto your exoskeleton? Okay, we're good. Um, the, there's too many books. That's the argument I'm about to give you. There's way too many books. There's too much stuff going on. And beyond the majority of the xbox being just okay and maybe one or two every month being pretty good the x-men are no longer dealing they're no longer acting like heroes they're acting like complete war criminals and just looking out for themselves and doing whatever the hell they want on earth and um i think i'm ready for another avx another mm-hmm. avengers versus x-men or something well, that because that's what the big event control.
2: is is it's a avengers versus x-men versus eternals in uh, judgment day that's what's coming in a couple okay.
1: months Remove the Eternals, because nobody wants to see that. But <laughs> Avengers versus X-Men whoa, sounds pretty whoa. good. whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Commentary
2: talking movies. You're saying you want the X-Men to get spanked and get put in their place. That's literally what the book is. They're they're positing the question that X-Men could be deviants, and so the Eternals are gonna spank that booty you-
1: that ex booty <laughs> okay. that that war criminal there, booty listen and take it, listen, it down far away cur-
0: from the microphone you you did that
1: <laughs> garrett there's currently a uh, karen Gillen a said Ribic uh comic book of the eternals going on right now and this can lead us into the thor conversation about this new thor trailer uh, teaser um are you enjoying that book? Are you enjoying your Eternals? To be fair, uh,
2: when the book started, I was nowhere near a comic book store. I am behind on it. I would like to oh, read it. Yeah. I've heard good things. Um, but I wanted to say for the X-Men book, um, I am I, enjoying what I'm reading. I mostly have to suck to the main X-Men title and Excalibur. Mm-hmm. Those have been the two I've, I've stuck with. Um, I, I wonder... And I thought this ever since Hickman announced that he was leaving when he was going to see the whole thing through. He always usually, you know, he saw his Avengers run through. He saw his Fantastic Four run through. Uh, he didn't see his ultimate runs through. And that will always hurt me in my heart. But that's mm. a different story for a different day. Um, but I wonder, it, you know, the, I think the idea is eventually the X-Men, who who now view themselves as gods, essentially, are going to have that. Olympus is going to fall. Um But I think because so Hickman left because so many other writers, I guess, had wanted to continue. They liked where they were in the story and they wanted to kind of stretch the Krakoa era out a little bit longer. And I I just don't want the overall story to suffer because of it, because I don't want it to be like we're going to keep them bad guy, you know, questionably gray characters for so long that when they eventually do turn back, it's going to be, you know,
1: Unbelievable! Yeah, it's. Yeah. It,
2: I, I mean, I'm worried that we're we're stretching out this second act maybe a little too long
1: before the fall. You know, mm. Beast is basically Dark Beast from Yeah, H. that's exactly the, what the, I was, I was thinking at this yeah. point. Like, Beast is so irredeemable. He's so far from the Jolly Beast yeah. of, that we grew up with, and now it's like if if he just yelled like Stars and Garters, I'd be like, Shut up! <laughs> like, no, no, no! You deserve everything that's coming to you. You've experimented on everybody on that island. You've experimented on like rival nations you're like beast deserves what's coming to him as the scientists in charge. of A lot of this stuff being terrible. Um, that being said, I agree with you. I think that some of the X-Men stuff is actually really good. If you limit the books, my books of choice are X-Men because Jerry Dug- uh, Duggan is a yeah. friend of the show. He's been on the panel with us. It's in the feed. Geekscape. go search for it. I think he's a good writer. Yeah. He's doing a great job following up what Hickman's doing. Um, and I read the X Force book because I gotta keep my eye on Beast and like <laughs> what trash moves he's doing as a <laughs> horrible character. He's quickly become one of my least favorite X Men. Um I feel like if his we'll entire
0: storyline was a real, you would share it with all of us, like over and <laughs> mm. like like all the cringy moments of like oh wow. look at this Z- look war at
1: crime he just committed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just injected a child with a sentient virus. Great Watch way to do go. It in
0: great detail.
1: HD. Yeah. It's not fun. Uh, but yeah, I think the X-Men are due for a reboot. The sad thing about that is, and yeah, they're going to get spanked by the Eternals and the yeah. Avengers uh, and the Marvel Universe at large. That being said, it was 2019. I feel like we just had a reboot. Mm. And the X-Men, this whole like Krakoa storyline of the X-Men, I think people ultimately look back on it fondly because Hickman's stuff was so good. But Another reboot. Can we survive it? They they raced to like nine, ten books so quickly after those first two that it really watered down the line really quickly.
2: The only thing I fear about a reboot is that it's just going to go back to, you know, not go back to, but I think it's going to be i don't want to see a cash grab I'm, not, I'm trying to figure out how i want to wear this i just don't want it to go straight back to this oh we're just going back to the end ins- the school is back in session you're yeah. all you know we're all back
1: we're all headmasters again it's like square, you can't square
0: wouldn't be yeah like it's like the way to go okay well, yeah
1: okay uh, i don't think it's possible that they do that because even if they get spanked two major things have happened during this run and i think those things are here to stay they've terraformed mars and turned it into the actual like new yeah. mutant planet Academy. like okay. the x-men no it's the whole is a planet of, yeah. of mutants. mutants it is yeah. it is now they consider it the capital of the of the of the uh gal- of, of the not the milky way galaxy but of our solar, solar system. system so if you yeah. if you come to earth no screw earth you're going to want to deal with mars mars is now the capital <laughs> of the solar system they've changed that they've also found this kind of like mirror version of Krakoa called Arakao. Yes. And it has older mutants on it. That's where Apocalypse came from. And that is a different nation that that kind of lives in like an underneath. Like what is it in in, um, Stranger Things? Oh, the Upside Down. The Upside Down. It's like the Upside Down for mutants. Yeah. And there's other mutants there. And I think that's two things that I think the Mars thing and that Arakow thing is two things that are going to stay. Yeah. No matter if the X-Men get spanked, but man, am I excited for the X-Men to get spanked. They're <laughs> they acting like a bunch of four-color a-holes right now in these comics. It is, <laughs> it's hard to deal with. Yeah. It's hard. Guys, Geekscape is like this is what I deal with here. When I read a comic I cry on in the inside. Um, speaking of crying on the inside, have you read Twitter lately, guys, when you see this new Thor teaser and the reaction to it?
0: Oh, yeah. So fantastic. I mean, wait. The reaction to it, are you talking about
1: <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the the trailer the teaser trailer for Thor yeah, Love and Thunder was is so much fun yeah it, it, I'm this so is excited the Jason Aaron it's a ribic run where they have this let's just explain this uh, I know Garrett loves the storyline but basically this this <laughs> might be spoilers for Thor coming up but the storyline is in Thor Love and Thunder uh, it's this storyline mm-hmm. where there is this ultimate god that's going around kicking all the other gods is like it, how would but. you describe gore <laughs> well he is it's he, not, it's not no, he's not he's not a god he is not, a, you would be offended if you called him a, a god he would kill you for calling god he's a worshipper he's somebody who worshipped a god the god failed him in his planet yes, and he went out and is like, like all right i'm going to go kill him yeah he killed his god and then he went off to kill the rest of the gods and it brings him to asgard where he's going to try and kill the fucking asgardians yes. and when we first meet gore uh who's playing them christian Bale. christian bale uh gore is super op because he's killed a ton of gods and you just see all these planets that have gone godless and their religions have failed and their gods have died and now gore has his sights set on the asgardians and that's what we're going to get in the movie that being said there's been a status quo change thor as you saw in the last uh marvel movie with thor in it as you saw in the comics thor is no longer thor he's odin's son Mm-hmm. the hammer is no longer his it's either been shattered or in the like in the movie but now in this one Jane foster wields the hammer and guess what she's also thor
0: mm-hmm. lady thor and we're gonna get
1: we're gonna get natalie portman as thor mm-hmm. so there's a couple controversies and you tell me garrett which way you want to take this there's a controversy based on the artwork because i said arabic's artwork's fantastic but it's also being leaned on heavily mm-hmm. in the tr- teaser in the film and there is the controversy of a bunch of neckbeards on Twitter saying that she's Lady Thor, She Thor, whatever she's Thor, but she's not Thor cuz Thor's Thor. How could she be Thor? Oh boy. Um let's just, that 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 the, let's just agree that the let's Yeah, let's <laughs> just agree that the teaser was awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to see this fucking movie. I'm getting massive heavy metal vibes. I guess it
0: feels like everything fucking awesome. Everything that, um, that Chris Pratt's character always wanted to see himself as, and then Thor just comes in and is like, Mm -hmm. you know what? I'm retiring from like being a God. I might as well just do like some eighties rock and roll.
1: (laughs) I cannot wait for
0: that dynamic.
1: There's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but so we got this Thor love and thunder, um, what what do you say about this let's start with the jane foster controversy because this is one that i was like you idiots are, are out of your out of your minds yeah. the argument is they have to name her something else because dally portman or jane foster is thor isn't thor because her thor is thor
2: I, I, how do you respond to that one garrett well, it feels like it is 2014 all over again. I remember when, <laughs> when the book was coming out, I was so excited. And then everyone was, you know, saying all their talking all their mess. Uh, you know, it's it's just it's it's purely like it's not even they're not even hiding it because it's like, OK, well, why is it OK that Donald Blake, the first person Thor was ever bound to? Why is it OK that he was Thor? Why is it OK that Eric Masterson, who later became the character Thunderstrike, was Thor. Why is it? Why is it okay when it's those when it's those beautiful blonde-haired white men? Why is it okay? <laughs> but then, oh no! A woman goes by the title of Thor. Even in the book, you know, Jason Aaron had to address that. He and Russell Dowderman, and I believe, it was issue like six of that that series. Uh, there's like four volumes of Jason Aaron's Thor. It's it gets very confusing, but it is worth the read. um It's really good. Odinson straight up, you know, Thor straight up tells her, "You are you are Thor." I'm just Odinson for now. I got some stuff to figure out. I am, I I have a, I'm having a midlife crisis uh, and I need to figure things out. And it's just, it's, it's literally, yeah. I, I feel like I am, li- I, I remember this when I was 15 years old having to deal with this. It's so, I'm almost, I, I'm almost 24 years old. where did you fall when you were-
0: <laughs> It's like,
2: it's so weird. I just, I'm so over, it's the same thing where people don't want to call sam wilson captain america it's like you you are not even
1: hiding what your issue is it's like you you were it's ridiculous But bucky was captain america and they had no problem with
2: it oh oh people still to this day say bucky should have been captain america but it's like you're not hiding what what your
1: problem (laughs) is buddy (laughs) yeah yeah you give the mantle to a black man and then suddenly it's a problem you you give milner to a woman, and now you have a problem. But I've Geekscape, if you're, if you're watching this on the stream, you can see the graphic I just threw up. You may not be able to read it because the font is small, but I'll explain it here for the Geekscape listeners. Uh, right here, we have a panel where Thor is now Odin's son. He does the, the hammer doesn't respond to him. The hammer is now with uh, Natalie. I'm going to call her Natalie Portman, <laughs> but Jane Foster's <laughs> Thor. At this point in the storyline, because it went on for months, and you don't know who the female Thor is, you didn't know who had the hammer, you didn't know who it was responding to, and then you find out that it is Jane Foster in the comics. And I don't know if they're going to do this in the film. This would be heavy uh, in the comics. Jane Foster is dying of a cancer; I, like she's going through like chemo. I think they might and be
0: doing that storyline in there.
1: That would be intense yeah. because it gives it gives. Thor something to to lose he's really like in peril it would really knock him on his ass to see Jane Foster having to to struggle with this but when but when she picks up the hammer she becomes Thor and it kind of negates her chemo like the cancer is still there but it negates her chemo and she has to start it over again so yeah so she really has to balance being Thor in trying to heal herself as a human it's, it's it's really a great storyline. But the panel I just threw up was where Odin's son, you know him, Chris Holmesworth is gonna play him, uh, sees the female Thor, we will call her Thor, and right there on the panel, and this has happened several times in the book, where she's clearly worthy, she's just whipped a ton of ass, and he says, that hammer has the power to destroy worlds, or to save them. Carry it well, Thor. Odinson says that. Chris Helmsworth says that. To the Natalie Portman Thor, she's freaking Thor. And as Jim Pellegrin brought up, and as I, uh, I'll just go ahead and say this. I'm still getting married, but I definitely quoted it to Heidi yesterday in my argument because I was so irate getting off Twitter. Uh, Whosoever holds this hammer, if they be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. It says right there on the damn hammer that if you pick this thing up, you're Thor. Mm -hmm. When Steve Rogers... Picked up the hammer when he was fighting in in that last Infinity, uh, yeah. whatever endgame. In, in endgame movie. Like, <laughs> he is Thor. For that moment, he had the power of Thor. Sure, he didn't get slapped with like the funny Norse helmets and all this stuff, but he had the power of Thor. Shall possess the power of Thor. Yeah. Boom, you're freaking Thor. So, Wait, uh, is Better Ray Bill, yeah. Beta Ray Bill was Thor. I yeah. hate to tell you, Beta Ray Bill was Thor. Beta Ray Bill actually had a different hammer though.
2: I wanted to say something also. It's like, I'm not saying that Marvel di- did this in an attempt to negate any of that, but also there's a difference like Odinson in the comic, like Thor becomes Odinson because he is, like I said, he's having a midlife crisis. He gets his arm cut off. He loses his shirt. Suddenly um, he, he loses to Malekith who Thor, who Thor Jane Foster, Thor pushes back and defeats for, to, to fight another day. Uh yeah. Chris Hemsworth, Thor, he is still, the you know, he still has the peak of his powers. He still has a hammer that conducts electricity. Like, he is still Thor. It's mm-hmm. like, it's not even the same. In, in that book, he had an axe. He had his axe, Yarn Bjorn. Mm-hmm. It's like, he's like, even if you want to go and cry that she is going by the title of Thor, he still has all of those abilities that he didn't have in the book at the time. Just, it's... I don't understand yeah. why it's an issue. He still has he, all the same Thor goodness you
1: love. He's even going to wear a helmet that looks like the Simonson see, suit. You see Yarnborn in the trailer yep. a lot. Quite a bit. You see the X a lot. Well, wait, are you talking about? No, it's not the X. was yeah. it, a different one. Well, you he, see, what was the Storm, name of the X? Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker.
2: It's It it's usually breaker. is based on Ultimate Mjolnir from the Ultimate Comics, mm-hmm. but it's called mm-hmm. Stormbreaker to give it a name. But yes.
1: So he's got Stormbreaker in the in the teaser. You see a lot of it. He's like piloting the boat with it yeah. and everything. And then you see Natalie Portman grab the the Hammer Mjolnir and she's ready yeah. to rock. Uh, who knows? Maybe I mean by the end of this, maybe we'll just have some Throg, and you'll see that a frog can have the power. I mean, <laughs> I mean if it's whoever's worthy, like obviously like a dog could just go pick up Mjolnir and be worthy because it's a good boy. Every you know we could have a ton of Thor dogs, cats not so much. Uh, Peter Loki but you should do it. But no, Bataray Bill. I don't think Bataray Bill. Bataray Bill did have Mjolnir for. He did, and but then he got the, the, he the, got the, storm, yeah. the
2: comic Stormbreaker, which yeah. is also yeah, different than
1: the on screen Stormbreaker. The Stormbreaker that we get the MCU is different than the one.
2: It's it that is that Ray exactly Ray just Ultimate Thor's uh, hammer, mm-hmm. which is also an axe. Which when I was a like when I first learned about Ultimate Thor and I saw that Mjolnir, I thought. That was the most metal thing I'd ever seen. It's like, it's a hammer, but it's also an ax. It's the coolest thing I've
1: ever seen in my life. Still, it. <laughs> I dig That's it. what we're getting in the movie. Okay. The other thing we're getting in the movie is a lot of incredible vistas and imagery. And I'm bringing this up on the screen, but this one definitely created a bit of a controversy because ultimately he said Rebic's artwork is incredible. It's, i mean here's some artwork that i put up on here of just some of the versions of thor you're going to see throughout this uh storyline again if you're not reading if you haven't read jason aaron is it arabic's thor it's beautiful on top of being really really well written um but the one thing is it is so well drawn and painted that uh at the end of the day you end up seeing um uh let me pull it up but you th- but there is actually a problem in that a lot of the artwork is like panel replication of what was in the comic hmm. uh i'm still Need looking for it but yeah yeah no there's been a controversy in that if when you compare the two panels together uh it's almost like they lifted it right off the comic yeah page. they used it like a storyboard like, like it is it, they it, used it yeah. like a storyboard
2: and is
0: it, this isn't now. the first time that that's happened, is it?
1: Uh, no, no, I would <laughs> say I'm, no. Ideas. yeah, no. yeah. I think that I think that that the that Disney and Marvel have done that a lot. They've done it in the Captain America movies. They've done it in several of the yeah. films where they'll take an icon, iconic image from the comic and they'll replicate it on screen. Usually, it's a it's an iconic moment. But in the case of this one piece of uh, artwork, it is the Pretty yeah, much the exact play. same frame, and yeah. it's created a lot of controversy. Where people see it in the teaser, and they're like, "Wait, are y'all not going to play? Are y'all not going to pay Issac Ribic and the Colorist for putting this together? Like this is mm. this is literally what was in the comic, yeah. and y'all are now putting it on screen, and this movie is going to make a billion dollars. How much did the artists see? And it's a bit of a controversy. DC's addressed it in a bit. They've actually paid their artists. You know, when the movie comes out and they've they they've thrown them some more money. Uh what was the famous one that happened recently where the creator said, Not nah, keep your money, I'm oh, good. What was the I just saw that. Marvel remember release now. on that one? Huh. It's
2: really oh, recent. It, it's was, a... uh, it was the creator of America Chavez. Um I can't remember his name, but it was he yes. he said that he saw what they offered him and he was like he laughed at it.
1: Joe Casey. America yes. Chavez, you're gonna get to meet her in Doctor Strange too. You've mm. seen her in the trailer. He cuts a bus in half to narrowly avoid it hitting her. Um, she's going to be a major character in, in Dr. Strange too. Created by Joe Casey. Joe Casey was offered some money and he said, no, nah, that's art. a joke. No, for the, he wrote it. He's a writer creation right, okay. of the character. So.
0: Yeah. D- I've heard. Yeah. The, like that might be a pretty standard thing. A lot of that, ha- that happens. Um, but that's the impressive
1: Hawkeye that he said no. Storyline. Well yeah, oh, that's, ha- yeah, the, the, yeah, in like the Hawkeye storyline, the Matt Fraction Aha run, like so much of the recent Hawkeye Disney Plus show was based on that yeah. run. Mm-hmm. Like how can you avoid paying those people for right. their ideas? Just creating the bros. Yeah. Pizza dog. And that 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 one's
2: an even funnier case because Matt Fraction is listed as a producer on that show, but he only became a producer by happenstance because I think Someone that was working on it was friends with him. And they're like, hey, we're, we're using stuff from your from your book. And he right. only is credited by happens like they weren't going to go out of their ways to say from the start. Hey, come on the show and work on it. It's Eesh. the they do not compen- like when I saw this, I was really excited um, because I mean, I love the sods work on uh, Thor, God of Thunder and King Thor. Um, but it was disheartening In to immediately know what was that? And Eternals. And Eternals. Uh, yes, he's currently working on Eternals. Uh, I don't know if he's doing <laughs> the art of Judgment Day. Actually, I think that's someone else. But um,
1: it I was his disheartening because artwork. His artwork's amazing. Yes, it
2: he's one of my favorite artists. Um, and it's just it is disheartening to know that, like, his work is being used as a storyboard. Yes, it's awesome that he can say, oh, my work was used in a movie, but he's not getting paid for it. You know, and he, he yeah. worked tirelessly, you know, he he spends a long time on his craft and it's. He's not getting he'll get a thank you and, uh, you know, special thanks at the very end of the credits. Um, and he won't but he won't be getting any sort of compensation for them using his work as a storyboard. Essentially,
1: it, wow. Ed Brubaker created the Winter Soldier. and We knew how popular the Winter Soldier became yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, the new Bucky Cap and stuff like that. That's Ed Brubaker's work. Okay. Uh, I think I've talked about Ed Brubaker on the show and how anything he writes, you should be reading. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, I just read the first two reckless books and they're fucking amazing. And there's two more. I think the fourth one's about to come out if it's not out already, but mm-hmm. those are all hardcover books. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you're, if you're watching this, I have them right here, but these are the first two. I'm dying to And they're beautiful. Those. It's Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips. Sean Phillips and Ed Brubaker are the ultimate team-up mm-hmm. that do books like Criminal, and you should be reading every single thing that they work together on because they're a perfect dynamic duo. Um, speaking of team-ups, let's talk about uh, how Song of the Hedgehog 2 was is- the best movie so far of the year. Um, just kidding. Katie did see every, everything, everywhere all at once that we talked about on the show. I think I also, that movie is fantastic. I think everything, everywhere all at once yeah. is actually the best movie of the year. It's mind bending. I but- thought
0: it was really fantastic how they very simply explained a multiverse. Like mm. it was like something that like was tractable and like as much of the chaos that's going on, such a clear through line of story i don't know how they accomplished that so the editing the stunts need to have all the academy awards and we need to broadcast Mm -hmm. only those
1: (laughs) it's it was almost moonlight level of clarity (laughs) no (laughs) but uh (laughs) that being said i know that the movie comes out this weekend a lot of y'all will be excited about is the um nicholas cage movie oh i'm so excited Uh, for that one the incredible weight of massive talent Thank you. It, it, this movie is a lot of fun. The trailer is a lot of fun. I don't know if I've talked about it on the show before, uh, went to an early preview of the show for Lionsgate uh, of the movie for Lionsgate. I gotta tell you the concept of the movie is awesome. Nicholas Cage gets requested to go and uh, be a guest of honor to his biggest fan. Who's Pedro Pascal. As he's on his way there, he gets interrupt, intercepted by the CIA. Who's like, Hey, this guy is a big drug dealer criminal who's kidnapped somebody we need you to go to undercover while you're there and find out what the story is and help us bring him to justice. Nicholas Cage gets there, befriends Pedro Pascal because who wouldn't befriend Pedro Pascal. Uh, and ultimately when he's being asked to bring him to justice is like, Hey, wait, I just, this guy's like my best mm-hmm. friend now. He worships Nicholas Cage movies. I'm on the down and outs having to take a gig, like being a guest of honor at this guy's party for a million dollars. Cause I can't get a gig in Hollywood. The opening scene where he gets rejected by a director to set up that Nicolas Cage is on the down and outs is amazing. It's a real director that he's worked with. It's a fantastic scene. I was laughing my ass off. And of course, seeing Nick and Pedro Pascal back and forth in Nicolas Cage playing himself and just the absurdity and commentary about his career and the whole meta nature of it is a lot of fun. That being said, um, about an hour in, that's the joke they got. And you want a little bit more meat on the bone. I didn't find it to have any more meat on the bone beyond that joke. And I just wanted things to wrap up in like an escalated manner, Uh-oh. but it just delivers exactly what it needs to deliver for it to be fun. I would say this is a great matinee movie. Okay. Um, and it it's ju- the, the the joke repeats a lot. The joke of, Hey, how crazy is this that Nicholas Cage is playing Nicholas Cage commenting on Nicholas Cage. Um, I wanted it to escalate into a, a better story that had like really suspenseful, pieces to it and uh, uh I did not want to see the ending coming a mile away and I did hmm. because it was just checking a lot of boxes. Yeah. And I don't like it when movies check a lot of boxes. So I would say if you're gonna watch this, I think it's an excellent matinee. I think it's a fantastic VOD. I think it's a shit ton of fun with your friends who love Nicolas Cage and just love fun movies. It is a fun movie. Um would you call Johnny it a popcorn movie? It a bit more. Oh it's a great popcorn movie. Yeah it's a fun movie. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna diss it too much beyond saying Johnny just wanted a little bit more out of it, just a little bit, maybe one more rewrite, to, with the with, looking at the second act and the third, just a mm, little more rewrite. Do you get that? But it was fun. Okay, it's super fun. Uh, there's going to be another fun movie coming out soon. It's not going to be coming out soon, but uh, <laughs> as I profess my love for Sonic 2, I just have to say um, the fact that uh, today in Deadline we learned that there's going to be a Streets of Rage. Uh, movie <laughs> from the writer of uh, what was these Canaries movies? Uh, where he's John whipping Wick? everybody's ass, John Wick. I <laughs> got do one of the John Wick writers? writers,
0: fantastic. And he's
1: doing a Streets of Rage movie. If y'all, you're too young. You're just too young, Garrett. You don't know about the Streets of Rage. I know of With them, Streets of Rage, but I do not know them. There's four Streets of Rage games, but really, we're talking about the first streets of rage and streets of rage like how when you're like a middle school kid and you got your sega genesis how are you not going to play a game that has a cover art that looks like this you're gonna play the (laughs) shit out of that game (laughs) all right like let's just face it you're going to get you're gonna play the hell out of that game and streets of rage is just a beat-em-up it's like final fight it's like uh, double dragon it's just like a side-scrolling beat-em-up In a city that absolutely fucking nobody should live in because there's people (laughs) popping out with machine guns in every window and like motherfuckers throwing dynamite out of like manholes and shit. Like, do not live in the city. If you're living in the city where Streets of Rage takes place, you're idiot. Like (laughs) (laughs) you you should have moved out a long time ago. But Streets of Rage, the news was today, and I put it up on the Geekscape Forever group and Facebook. Hell yeah. Streets of Rage is getting a movie from the writer of John Wick and the producers over at Sega of Sonic the Hedgehog 1 and 2.
0: Hey, that's right. great. That's huge. So it's like
1: the Sega Sega Segaverse is coming. Oh, it
0: seems like it. Um, the
1: Sega CU is coming.
0: Who do you think, uh, who would be your dream cast for this?
1: William Zabka. <laughs> I mean, it, it clearly looked like William Zabka in the box art, but I don't know. I mean... <laughs> I don't care. It's just going to be a bunch of people whipping ass and then beating up people in like hockey masks that are dressed like the Warriors. Yeah. Like, do you think it's they literally avoid like
0: the Mortal Kombat isms of. Yeah.
1: Okay. Mortal Kombat's a tournament movie. This is a make your way f- through the streets, cleaning up trash as you try and beat up every crooked person it's in the, the city, raid, which like, is horizontal. everybody. Dude, <laughs> this is totally the raid. This this movie is everything in the city will kill you. I don't know why you live here. Let's kill them first. Gotcha. That should be the plot of this movie. And it's John I mean John Wick is a pretty th- thin narrative. I think we're watching John wick cause the fucking stunts and the choreography yeah. is amazing. Yeah, I think this will be similar. I think it'll just be like a pretty thin story, but everybody just whipping a bunch of people and it's going to be fun. Uh, and then at the end, there'll be a mid credit scene for how the Sonic universe joins it. <laughs> <That> <laughs> you get a bunch kind of fuzzy animals. Doing it. I'm hyped. I'm hot for it. <laughs> the Genesis was my first system that I paid for myself with my, my allowance money and my lawn mowing money. And That being said, like those games were important to me, and Streets of Rage was one of them. I cannot wait to go and watch this, even if it's garbage. It won't be garbage because the John Wick movies are good. This will be awesome. This movie's going to be awesome. And if it's not, oh no. Do you have, I mean, you're a lead gamer uh, with your Fortnite, Katie. Do you not remember Streets of Rage?
0: That's actually the Sega years were uh, stuff that like my cousins had or friends had. I didn't get to get Ghost like full dive into the Sega universe. Um, I had Nintendo OG, and then I had, after much begging, much, much begging, finally had N64, <laughs> oh, and then didn't have anything one. until like well after the PS3 had come out. I finally got a play, PlayStation 2, um, okay. bought it with my own money, and then oh. after that, I kind of regained. Composure. We kind of got back on the wagon with uh, PlayStation 4, Xbox. Um, okay, okay,
1: like... I've got this. Uh, I've got this Genesis Mini here. <laughs> oh, you got the Mini. <laughs> I think I, I think Streets getting... of Rage is on it.
0: Oh my god! That's and hilarious. I think we got to
1: get you to play it. I think live you got to okay. come over to my house. Live we live got stream, we gotta, I'll stream we gotta, it. Yeah, we stream, I got time.
0: <laughs> I got time now. Let's stream it. I
1: was just gonna let that go, Katie. Please, I was just gonna let that go. Oh, really? That's when you you're... wanted
0: to stop when you stopped talking
1: about my layoff? <laughs> please, Katie. You're the Katie, one that brought it worry. into gonna... the
0: conversation, Katie. sir.
1: Katie, Biden's fixing unemployment. Don't worry, we're gonna get oh, to the course, okay? Papa Biden. Okay, um, I'm just gonna sit dude, on my. We're, ass gonna, then. we're gonna play the Streets of Rage. We're gonna co-op Streets of Rage. Maybe we'll live stream it and yell at each other throughout the whole thing because it's co-op. There you go. Hey. And, um, okay. All right. It'd be fun. Nice. Uh, we'll get your childhood back. Don't you worry, Katie. And uh, <laughs> Garrett's childhood was being born into the era of the Xbox 360, so he's still very much a PlayStation oh, Two boy. Parter. I'm a Sony boy. Okay, oh.
0: is that where you started PlayStation Two? I
2: started. Yeah, I was a. I was a. Okay. You know, handheld Nintendo boy, and I was a. I was a PlayStation. Uh, PlayStation Two was my first big chonker console because I got. A, yeah. I had the big original PlayStation Two Fatty. that was like a big boy. But yes, so I'm a Sony because it was the cheaper one. <laughs> All
0: right. Hell
2: yeah! That's so, awesome. Did you uh, ever get
0: into the well. Nintendo stuff
2: or? Was uh, that- yes and no. Like I, I was a big Pokemon kid and then okay. I had like a Wii. So I, I dipped my toe more. Of my friend group were mostly the Nintendo guys. So I would occasionally play some certain Nintendo. Like, you know, I always had a smash. You know, you always just have to have smash. Okay. But uh, I was definitely more of like an in the Sony first uh, over there. But I, okay. I have I have played. I've never been much of a Sega guy, though. That that's always been just kind of a blind spot for me
1: okay no well i'm proud of you dude uh you know what i can't help but when you were born you know all i could do is like we do on the show every week we just give you knowledge all we can do is empower you with knowledge educate it's all about educating the future generation this is what this podcast
0: is it's an educational podcast and also if you get laid off go fuck yourself
1: (laughs) yeah listen katie this podcast if there's anything i want to deliver to the world It's, don't ever be not, unemployed. <laughs> it's not. It's not information about movies, video games, comics. or my asinine opinion it is, we're here to educate, inspire, and to make sure that people out there who are having a tough time. Well, they get made stay fun down. of first, but then we get them up on their feet. Make yeah. fun of them first, and put them up Push on their feet. Down,
2: then help them up.
1: Brush them, brush them down. Be like, hey, if you if you don't want to get made fun of, you stay on your feet and don't Take don't. It. Don't be a bum. Don't lay there and pour chocolate in your mouth while Jonathan sends you endless reels throughout the day of monkeys doing yard work. Like, those are, that is what I do. Sometimes I'll send you a picture of some dude trying to do a backflip and racking his nuts. Sure. <laughs> what That's what friends are for. Mm-hmm. But we're productive here on Geekscape. We have a real message. We really yeah. try and help. We really try and help people here. You know, make sure that we're, we're productive members of society. <laughs> Wow. You didn't even believe (laughs) Uh, that. There's not much I believe in, but I do believe this. (laughs) I believe that we started a podcast and every week we talk to you about movies, video games, comics. We believe that we have 20 plus shows on the Geekscape Network. This is only one of them. So what I believe you're going to do now is you're going to put a little belief in the system and you're going to go and you're going to hit five stars on this over on Apple Podcast. You're going to leave a little review. It says, Jonathan talks too much. That's fine. I don't care. Just leave the five stars. That's the important part. And you're going to say, Katie's amazing. She should play Mr. Mitchell in the brand new Superman and Lois. And you're going to say um, all sorts of stuff. I don't know what else you're going to say. Just share this with your friends, for goodness sakes, because it's important. We give you a service, free of charge. And I think it's valuable, kind of. So Subscribe, follow follow Katie on social media.
0: Yeah, l sassy pants. l sassy pants. You can't find me at my job, so you'll find me there.
1: <laughs> oh shit, she's amazing.
0: <laughs>
1: she's amazing. I love Katie. She's just like, all right, if that's where we're going. By I'm, the way, if anybody
0: has any PA jobs or producer no. jobs,
1: <laughs> you were you were. I, I went
0: to my old machinima pals, and I was like, if you need a PA. <laughs>
1: Your talent <laughs> You in least. front of the camera only in front of the fucking camera only. I don't want you carrying a bunch of C stands. Bullshit. Oh, man. <laughs> I'll be a grip. All right. I'm tall enough. No, you will not. <laughs> and then uh, this kid right here, Garrett, you're going to follow him on Twitter. Uh, and You're going to go listen to his show. Yes. The master of the media. I, I'm on Twitter at, uh, at Garrett S.
2: Briones. I have masters in the media on the Geekscape network. I just came back after a little hiatus uh, going a new way with the show. Uh, today's epi- it's episode dropped today. I talked about creative burnout, and I talked about Moon Knight Comics. And going forward, uh, you know, we're going to talk about stories. We're going to talk about themes. So we're going to talk about what inspirations we can take from other stories, what kind of ideas we can maybe implement into our own. And that leads me to May 17th. Uh, my podcast is now becoming biweekly. Uh, May 17th, I'm starting a mini series on... Jason Aaron, Asad Ribic, Russell Dowderman, and Mike Del Mundo's Thor run. I'm going to break up the it into four or five volumes, and I'm going to talk about the whole series, the idea of unworthiness, what are gods, all this stuff, breaking down all the themes. What? How can we implement it into our own work? So go listen
1: to Masters of the Media,
2: wherever you uh, listen to the good old podcasts.
0: Hell yeah, man. That
1: sounds like a quality show. Holy shit. Yeah. It's amazing. Well... Geekscape is home, keep you. Go subscribe to that right now. uh, And, you know, share this with your friends to be like, hey, they say some really inspiring stuff at the end. It might (laughs) actually move you. Um, We love you, Garrett. Love you, Katie. Thank you so much for listening to this, Geekscape is. That's me, long winded. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. We're going to have tons of stuff. We got Doctor Strange. We got the conclusion of Moon Knight. We have tons of stuff to talk about here in the next coming week. So we'll be right here. So thank you for being a part of it. Geekscape Forever, over and out. Sega! You're listening to the Geekscape Network.